Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast wherein I, Chikoritan, aka Tanner Greenring, Chikorita. and my co-host, Makosh. Choke. Machosh. Machop. Chosh, yes. Yeah. AKA Joshua Fielstad, play through the Pokemon games. We are in an interstitial this week between the beginning half of Gen 3 and the latter half of Gen 3. We just beat Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, and now we are playing through another game with an incomprehensible title Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon colon Red Rescue Team. Yes. Or Blue Rescue Team, if you're playing on the DS, we're playing on the Game Boy Advance. We're playing on the Game Boy Advance. We're both playing Red. Bug Catchers, thank you for joining us. We are going to be playing this for the next three or four episodes. Four episodes, I think. We could stomach it. If we can stomach it, Josh and I played through the first four <laughs> dungeons this week, because this is how this game works. You dive into dungeons. Yeah, it's a dungeon and crawler. It sucked. Should we just get out, get it out at the top of the? I, I mean, I think we had to just get it over with. This game blows. This game sucks. Listen, maybe it'll change. We just started. Obviously, we love the series. We love the world of Pokemon. But like, they can't all and be I winners. Like, they can't all be winners. There is some cute things about this game, but for the most part, the story's weird. The plot, if you can even call it that, the conceit is weird. And the gameplay is uh it, it's a disaster. Just awful grind. It's like fucking what's it called? Dark Souls. It's like Dark Souls of the Pokemon universe. I was thinking of Spelunky also. Did you go through that phase? No. It's a roguelike, which means that it's a subgenre of RPGs and it's a dungeon crawler where you're just constantly going into dungeons and they're procedurally generated so they're never the same and it's like turn-based this one's only lightly turn-based which also doesn't help and then it's like you know tile movement which is like most other pokemon games and if you die you die you die for real yeah and you you lose everything until your last save and if you didn't save then you're fucked and this game has a very frustrating thing i discovered where so when you beat a dungeon or like go into a dungeon and accomplish a goal you finish and you end up back in the overworld and you're at your house and you go to bed for the night. And every time you go to bed, it asks, would you like to save your progress so far? And it defaults to no. Oh yeah, I hate all the defaults <laughs> to no. So you like, you're just slamming A because <laughs> the dialogue in this game is so bad. Because the whole gameplay, by the way, is slamming A basically. <laughs> So, and then you get God. to that and you hit no and you're just like, well, now I have to fucking beat another fucking dungeon to get to the next save point. Well, you could go back to the bed and manually save. You know that, right? No, can you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's not that brutal, but it is brutal anyway. It's like a roguelike for dummies. To add insult to injury, my cartridge is fucking like glitched. <laughs> oh, yeah. The classic problem. <laughs> it just keeps like... Just keeps glitching out. Every so now and then lost, the screen will just scramble. So you lost progress as a result of that also? Yeah, several times. This was rough. This was one of the roughest weeks I've... Maybe the roughest week I've ever had in Pokemon. Yeah, it was tough. I was excited about this game. I was excited to dig into a new format of gameplay. But as soon as I like got into this, I was just like, what is this? Yeah. And let's... I guess we can start at the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. You are... A man. Or a woman. In this case, we're a man. The two of us are men. 
Josh, and we wake up and we are not men. We are Pokemon. Yeah. Just mysteriously. Is there a reason why? I don't know. None given so far. <laughs> Gardevoir is is involved somehow. Yeah, I think. Gardevoir shows up in a dream sequence. I can't remember if it says anything. You'll occasionally get like basically a voice from the void. Yeah. And it will say something. You were a man, now you're a Pokemon, and the very first thing it does is makes you take a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> yeah. What Pokemon are you? Which Pokemon are you? And they ask you a bunch of very weird questions. Oh, I took a photo of some of them, actually. There are so many questions that you don't see them all. It asks you, like, five questions, but I think there are, like... 30 questions total so you get like a completely random oh they're random yeah you get a completely random set of questions and they each have multiple choices can i read you one of the ones that i got yes there is a person you like but there's no opportunity to get close i'm winking okay what do you do and here are the options bravely declare my love might say hello pull a prank to get attention or look from afar Pull a prank to get attention. Wow. I bravely declared my love. Wow. And that's why you got the Pokemon you got. So yeah, you go through this weird, like... <laughs> it's very obtrusive. It's it's so weird. And it's just like, the questions are like nonsense. One of the questions is, have you ever made a pitfall trap? Oh, yeah. And it's like, no! Like, who do you think I am? Like, uh, I'm an adult man. I have a family and a job. When do I have the time to make pitfall traps? And even when I was a kid, like, I'm not <laughs> digging, like, an eight-foot hole with, like, punji sticks at the bottom or whatever. Who am I trying to trap? Tipped with feces so that, like, you get infected if you fall down, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, that's what you do. What do you, what do you mean? Here, here's one. Josh, I want you to do this right now. Okay. Without thinking, just do it. Grab any finger on your left hand. Which one did you grab? Well. Middle finger. Yeah, of course. You're jolly. I think that's right. I think that's right. <laughs> what a weird set of questions. <laughs> this one is truly a BuzzFeed quiz. Here's another one. It's the summer holidays. Where would you like to go? The beach. Spas. Anywhere. <laughs> I can say this. I don't like going to the beach. No, I don't either. I didn't choose the beach. I don't really like going to spas either, especially not in this climate, you know? No, I chose spas just because it's not really my thing either, but I will not be going to the beach. And anywhere is like, that's a trap. Yeah. Like, what's anywhere mean? Spa, I understand the construct. Anywhere is... No, no, no. It could be a pitfall trap. Our friend Jim whom you know i'm familiar and play D with dungeons and dragons will often send me a message on like a wednesday afternoon and say spa castle this friday take off work <laughs> often yeah i would say often i would say once every six months until the pandemic that was still happening until the pandemic yeah 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 oh wow have you ever been to spa castle i have one time yeah and then it got shut down oh the one in manhattan no the queen's one the Queen's one. It's still open. Yeah, it just, they had an incident a few weeks after we were there. They had an incident where someone drowned. Yeah, I think it was a drowning. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about Spa Castle. I think a number of people have drowned there. Well, it's either drowning or like E. coli or something. It's a nightmare. All of the above. I. It's, it's a very <laughs> neat place. It's like a warehouse. It's a good idea. So for bug catchers who don't know, it's a place in Queens. It's like huge. It's like a warehouse. And... 
you walk in and you get a little bracelet that you wear and you, you attach your credit card to it and it's waterproof. Yeah. And then you go into a locker room and you change into pajamas, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to wear them and they're assigned to you. Like they're given to you. There are like nude areas. Oh, yes. And then off the locker room is a nude room where you can go and do some nude bathing with people of your gender. Yeah. And then... You go upstairs and you're in like this tropical paradise where there are a number of different saunas of various heat. Yeah. And they're kind of like themed based on how hot it is. Yeah. And one of them's cold for some reason. Yeah. There's like an igloo one. Yeah. And you can get massages and then you go upstairs and there's like whirlpools and you can like drink beers and there's an outdoor area, which is kind of like a little bit of a water park. It's the weirdest place in the world and it's like constantly getting shut down because of e coli right and people keep like catching their hair in the whirlpools and then drowning it's high risk high reward it's a nightmare i got out of there alive and like it's a i believe korean owned so there's a restaurant there but it's all korean food so it's like you have this heavy lunch of like (laughs) spicy kimchi and then you go hit the saunas and it's like oh this there's a three drink limit i mean you could be creative about that but they're all just like kool-aid and like vodka <laughs> well, so it's also you like just start getting loaded up. a drink <laughs> yeah it's 18 a drink it's like so sugary that you're getting dehydrated and like fucked up from that that's what i think when i when i saw spa in that list i was like well I certainly do not want to go to spa castle especially right now honestly I think the first spa I ever went to until my honeymoon. (laughs) Like, that's what I thought a spa was. Yeah, me too. Until pretty recently. So you take this weird ass quiz. And it does end with the iconic, are you a boy or a girl? So depending on how you answer these questions, the answers have like a certain tag and weight assigned to them. So like, if you answer, a human hand extends out a toy. Whoa, this one's Wow, I didn't get that one. What? This one's so weird. A human hand extends out of a toilet. What would you do? What the fuck? If you answer scream and run, you are assigned two points to the timid tag. If you answer close the lid without a word, you are assigned one point to the hearty tag and two points to the calm tag. And if you answer shake hands with it, you were awarded one point to naive, two points to brave, and one point to impish. Well, and uh, here's my question. Yes. Well, first of all, those are Pokemon natures, which is clever. My question is the hand is just coming out and it's like hanging out. It's not like doing anything down there. Like, how are you having the opportunity to shake its hand? Joshua, you know as much about this as I do. Okay. I'm picturing that uh, the hand that comes out of the toilet in Majora's Mask. Yes. Yes. Which yes. I guess was a relatively friendly hand maybe that's what it was it was kind of spooky yeah but it's not really like causing a ruckus which i that's true guess is their model. imagine if your butt was on the toilet though it would touch your butt well that is what i pictured so if i got that i definitely would have like slammed it and run okay well you're timid too sorry that's fine so then each of these types match to a different like one of like I don't know, 12 or 15 or something Pokemon that you can... 12, yeah. Then you're that Pokemon. That's you. That's you. And that's you for the game. You play... You were a man. You were human. But now you're Pokemon. Are we human or are we Mon? That's good. Are we human or are we... Pokemon? Um, There's got to be a, a better one than this. Are we human? 
Or are we Stantler? <laughs> That's where I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a Pokemon now. So now you're a Pokemon and you wake up and you're in a Pokemon's body and you don't know how you got there and you just need to live a fucking Pokemon life. And Joshua, I'm dying to know <laughs> which Pokemon you got. And we will say this. Joshua and I did this honestly and earnestly and did no whammies and... No save scum. Took the Pokemon that God dealt us. Yeah. And who'd you get? I was happy with mine, though. I got Charmander. That fits. I feel like it's basic now, though, but I wasn't going to re-roll a Charmander, you know? Yeah. When you couldn't re-roll anyway. I mean, we didn't agree upon that. You could have re-rolled if you wanted to. It would have been Mayor Cheat. I think either of us would have claimed that if the other had done it, but neither of us did it. When I got my Pokemon, at first I was like, oh, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, actually, this is cool. It's interesting. I am into it. I feel like it's a good match for me. I'm not quite sure what I answered to get it, but I am Meowth. I see it. Yeah, Meowth. And I named my character Meowth, John Meowth. Okay. There was a guy called John Meowth, right? What was there? Well, in this fiction, in this headcanon. Oh, you made up a whole thing. I was like, are you going to be Garfield's owner, John? And he got turned into nope. it. It's complex. This is a man. He's a high-powered biz exec. He doesn't pay enough attention to his family and his loved ones. He's just always working. And a genie curses him. Mm -hmm. And his name is John Meowth. Well, as we know, there are people whose last name is Frog. So presumably in the Pokemon world, people have a Pokemon as their last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Meowth. Yeah. So this John Meowth gets cursed by a genie who's Gardevoir. And in a twist of fate, ends up being a Meowth. That's the headcanon for my character. Oh, that's pretty layered. That's good. And that's why he's called John Meowth. Okay. I like it. And what's your character called? My character is Arcanus Charmander. No, no, no. Not not your D&D character that we play together. Well, my... Your, your Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team character. My headcanon for this was that it is the D&D character was cursed and then was turned into a Pokemon and transported to a different dimension. Arcanus is a character I play as in... Dungeon and Dragons games. Arcanus Fairweather is not your current character, though, right? No. But Arcanus, I think, is the iconic one. Yeah, I think of my last character as my iconic one, too. We haven't finished this quest on the new one, so... Josh and I have been in a long-standing D&D game that used to meet fairly regularly, but hasn't met in several months since the pandemic started, where... Right. We've had a few different iterations. We've started fresh a few times. In our previous game, Josh was a human fighter. No, half-elf fighter. Half-elf eldritch knight. Well, I became an eldritch knight, yes. Named Arconis Fairweather. Yeah. And his line was, when he does the final blow, I suppose you've met your Fairweather friend. You had lots of lines. A lot of lines. And who are you? I played a Kenku bard named Deathsinger. And uh, I feel like half-elf is relatively straightforward, but you should say what a Kenku is. A uh, Kenku is like a bird man. It's like a, little, um, it's like a little crow man. Yeah, a little crow. Yeah. He was great. He was cool. He brought down the house. Now we play other characters. Yeah. Now you're the bird man. Yeah, I'm an Arakokra now, ranger, which is like a kind of a golden eagle. And I'm the elf. That's right. Tew Tattersails. He's a lawful evil elf. Yeah. Warlock. 
that I'm Galas Wild Wings ire. Man, I'm I miss D and D. I wish we could get back to it. Yeah. So basically, is like this is like a sideshow where because we don't play as our I don't play as Arcanus anymore. He got banished at some point on one of his adventures, and he ended up in this Pokemon realm. That's good headcanon. We both have very rich headcanons and rich imaginations, and and good for us. Yeah. The very first thing you do when you wake up is you meet your companion Pokemon, Josh. Yeah. The game insists that you pick a partner. Yeah. And when I read that, what I assumed that meant was coming off of three different Pokemon games now. And neither of us has played Mystery Dungeon. No. I didn't even know what it was. I have like social awareness of what Pokemon was before I ever played a Pokemon game. Like I knew what it was. Like like I knew the memes, you know? Like I had absolutely zero idea what Mystery Dungeon was. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't know it was this roguelike situation, which is a genre I don't totally love. So the very first thing it asks you to do is pick a partner Pokemon, and I just assumed that what it meant was a rival. Oh, yeah. Because they always make you name your rival at the beginning of every Pokemon game, except for the the most recent one. So I did what I always do and named it Bad Josh. <laughs> and then I thought about who's a good rival to Meowth, and I thought about the anime. And I thought, okay, well, Team Rocket has Meowth, and Ash and Misty and Brock have Pikachu. Oh, my Pikachu? Ah, yes. So I chose Pikachu to be Bad Josh. That's very acceptable. And imagine my surprise when Bad Josh the Pikachu ended up being my best friend and partner. (laughs) And he accompanies me on every quest, and he, like, lives with me, and we're, like, the closest friends that have ever been. Yeah. I wish I would have just named him Josh at this point, you know? That would have been nice. But now you have to make friends with your arch nemesis. And it kills me. Which maybe is like good, like builds character. Kills me. Who did you pick? I am just going with names and types of characters that I would encounter, you know, in a Dungeons and Dragons world. I ran into Silverkin. Okay. Who is a Trico. Ooh. It felt pretty good. Silverkin. It's going to be, hopefully, a Sceptile at some point, and, like, Silverkin the Sceptile seems cool. Yeah, do they evolve? Yeah, it's a starter, man. All of the 12 that you could choose were starters or, like, part of the anime or whatever universe at the time. Except, like, my Meowth only evolves once. You're fucking Charmander and Trico. Both my Meowth and Pikachu only evolve once. And good luck with, like, getting a Thunderstone in this fucking situation. Ugh, what a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I am i don't know. I'm still happy with my decision. It's like, they're both weird picks, but I like them. I think it's a fun combo. I like the anime tie-in. Classics. And mine are, like, opposites. I think it specifically doesn't let you choose a Pokemon that is the same type as your starter. And Trico, actually, I think is better than Charmander so far. Oh, yeah. Actually, Pikachu is way better than... Meowth so far too. I also feel like the Pikachu is like four levels higher than my Meowth. Oh, my Trico is more powerful, yeah. So it's so complicated this game, bug catchers. But like it's boring, right? You just mash A. Yeah. Or like choose moves from a menu. It has normal Pokemon moves, like all the moves are canon moves from the main games. But when you're in a dungeon, You're moving tile by tile, and Pokemon, the other Pokemon in it, also move tile by tile, and then there will be items strewn about. And you, you, yeah, you just fucking mash A. And, like, you can open the menu and then choose a specific move, and if you do that, 
So as Charmander, if I choose, like, use Ember now, it gives you more EXP, so there's an incentive to do it, but it's, like, pretty weak. Well, it's, like, it's more EXP, and oftentimes the moves are more powerful than your yeah. jamming A. You might get, like, a one-hit KO. The mechanics are, like, every time you move, the enemies move, and every time you do a hit, the enemies do a hit. Yeah. So it's, like, I would do a thing where I maneuver around in such a way that I am not facing the pokemon we're fighting and i'm making pikachu face the pokemon we're fighting oh yeah you know like i would go face the pokemon and then shift back and pikachu would take my place and then pikachu would have to sit and fight it and i would just swipe at blank air yeah same and let pikachu like do its fucking thunder shocks on everyone and kill them and it's like fine i did that with trico too this is because it had absorb this is way better you can have up to four pokemon in your rescue team and the other ones are effectively npcs like you can make one of them the team leader i haven't done that but you can't control what they do you can prioritize the moves that they will use and every pokemon could still have up to four and you can like set their like programming right it's called team iq so it's like you can set the programming to be like your job is to go find items and find and like grab items or your job is to fight or your job is to, like, defend me, you know? Like, it's, like, standard RPG shit. Yeah, totally. I messed around with that, and which will come into play later. Um, and I lost Mon because they go extreme. If you set one of them on, like, offense, it will just run away, basically. There's a setting that you could just cluster them, which I've now defaulted to. But they could just run off and start picking fights and then just fucking die off screen. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, like, you can catch new Pokemon or you can recruit new Pokemon, but they have to survive the dungeon in order to, like, get recruited to your team. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on this. And, like, if you have them run off on their own, they they won't survive. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It, like, it takes a beautiful mind to really play this <laughs> game well, I think. And apparently, neither of us has a beautiful mind. No. So, let's talk about the game a little bit. So... You wake up, you're a Pokemon, you've got a Pokemon best friend, and the thing that you two do together is rescue missions. Yeah. Don't know why it's a mystery dungeon. I get here's here's the words in the title that I understand. <laughs> Pokemon, yes. <laughs> mystery, no. Dungeon, yes. Rescue, yes. Team, yes. Red, whatever. Sure. Why I don't get why it's a mystery. <laughs> Can we just call it Pokemon Dungeon? I think it's because the dungeons are never the same, so it's always it's a mystery when you go in there. Ah, uh, okay. Because it's it's um, what is it called? Generated, procedurally generated. Yeah, procedurally generated the dungeons, which which means like, what that actually means is, they suck. <laughs> like they're they're bad, and sometimes like paths go nowhere, and they just peter out, or like yeah, they'll loop back on themselves, and it's like. Ugh. I'm I'm burning hunger here, people. Like if you've played Diablo, I feel like that's What a am I made of apples? Relatively popular game where you know in the originals in particular, like one and two, you get the map that's superimposed lightly over the screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just guessing and you go in there and you know fucking idea what's going on and like you have to bring as many items as Tanner's saying with the apples. Once you're in the dungeon, you can't get out until you complete the mission, you die, or you have an escape orb 
So there are like orbs that will do various things. Escape orb is effectively an escape rope. Yeah. And it will just haul you out of there. But if you die, you lose all your items. Yeah. Until your like last save. Right. So if you forget to save, fucked. And your inventory is limited too is the other thing. So it's like when you're diving deep into these caves, you're picking up all this shit and like you don't have the inventory space for it. So it's like no, you you're can just only eating have apples 20 for items. no reason. Yeah. And then like there are these nonsensical symbols everywhere like oh every now God. and then you'll just have a blinking yellow arrow over your head and i was like <laughs> what does this fucking mean and eventually i had to go look it up and it's like oh it's a status change a negative status change so if a pokemon has like done growl on you and your uh, your defense is lowered you know like that's what the yellow arrow means yeah and then as you're walking through the dungeons there are these tiles with green arrows on them <laughs> yeah an up arrow which for the longest time i assume meant up a level me too and i was like avoiding them because i didn't want to go back up a level but what it means is like it will clear your status yeah wonder tiles and return you to normal status Uh, it's just like they don't explain any of this they don't explain any of it and it's like what does that mean and why is it like so non-diegetic and like Who's who made this game and why are they so bad at storytelling? It was very surprising to me that this is a Pokemon Company Nintendo joint. Like this is a sanctioned game. Yeah, except there's a third there's a third oh, that's right. production company on that and that's Chunsoft. More like Chumpsoft. Yeah, right. Call out posts for Chunsoft. If you like this game and listen, we're early on. If you like this game, that's fine, and we want you to have fun with it, and we're glad you're having fun with it. We're not here to yuck yums. But it's so but bad. it's brutal. Last night, and we'll get into where this moment happened, but last night, when I was playing this game until fucking midnight, trying to get to where we thought we were trying to get, I was slamming my Game Boy. Like, I can't remember the last time I was this furious with a game. Okay. I have something to tell you. Okay. The name Chunsoft sounded familiar, so I looked it up. Chunsoft. Chunsoft is the developer behind it's gonna be something good one of my favorite game series of all time Uh oh in america it's called dragon quest oh you do love dragon quest you tried to get me into that and i just never bit oh no sorry in america it's called dragon warrior in japan it's called dragon quest oh okay i don't know dragon warrior you do you definitely do it's an rpg that it's like the guy who who animated um dragon ball z yeah some of the recent games are like Dragon Quest Heroes and Dragon Quest Builders, which is kind of like a Minecraft kind of thing. Like, well, so it is Dragon Quest. It is Dragon Quest. Sorry, sorry. So in the in the 80s when they came to America, the Dragon Quest games were renamed Dragon Warrior. Okay. But they've since gone back to being called Dragon Quest. So is this the Dragon Quest that you wanted me to play on Switch? No. What's this naming convention? I don't remember what Dragon Quest game I tried to get you to play on Switch. Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, I love Dragon Quest Eleven. Did you play it? That was it. Oh, but is that not this? This is the people who made the original Dragon Quest games. I don't know if they've made Eleven, but like... Okay, no, they did not. They made all those old games, which are great. Oh, it was an Enix, uh, formerly known as Enix. Square Enix also worked on Dragon Warrior. So they took it over. It's like a classic, classic JRPG. Wow. It's fucking confusing. Okay. They're so good. I love the Dragon Quest games. No one else likes them except me. I mean, based on this experience, I don't. But listen to this. They also do a couple other games, which I enjoy. There's one called Zero Escape and Danganronpa, which is like these weird, like, 
visual novel games where you're trying to solve a mystery. Anyway, turns out I do like Chunsoft. I just don't like this game. Okay. But listen to this, Joshua. <laughs> wow, all right. Spill the tea. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team Red came out in November of 2005. Okay. In December of 1995, is that the first one? Yes. A game came out called Mystery Dungeon 2, Sheeran the Wanderer. Oh. So Mystery Dungeon is the franchise. Mystery Dungeon 2 is a roguelike video game developed and published by Chunsoft. So this is like a a genre they invented. They invented the roguelike. They built it off that old engine, probably. Yeah, it's a genre. You're diving into dungeons and you're mashing buttons on enemies and and that's it. Okay. And then Pokemon saw it and they're like, we love this. Can we do it with Pokemon? And they're like, yeah, sure, I guess. And they just did it with Pokemon. <laughs> Here's some scraps to build it off of. Oh, Dragon Quest characters, mystery dungeon. They just like, this is what Chunsoft's whole thing is. So it's like they turn one of those characters into a Pokemon. Case closed. It turns out that this is just like what they do, Chunsoft. Aside from making one of the best RPG experiences ever made. And then uh, a bad one. One of the worst ones. And then some bad ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> so now we know a little bit more about Chunsoft. Joshua, I would love to dig a little bit deeper into this game with you now. <laughs> Where are you going with this? And by now, I mean after this break. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joshua. So I don't think we ever said this, but my Pokemon team's name is the Mon Men. <laughs> No, we didn't. The Mon Men, because we were once men and now we're Mon. So all of yours used to be human? We all have to learn a, a lesson before we can go back to our human bodies. Oh, you went really deep on this one. Yeah. Okay. And you and and your boys? We're the 9 huns When you're in trouble, you don't dial 911. You dial the 911. You dial 9 huns because you need some fucking sweeties to take care of you. Okay. I like that. Do you know the kind of colloquial use of hun? Yeah, like... Can I get you some pancakes, hon? Sort of. You mean the Mongols? No, no, no. It's kind of become a term of art in the MLM community. Multi-level marketing? <laughs> multi-level marketing. Because people who do love multi-level marketing will often like reach out to you on your Facebook wall and be like, Hey, hon, I actually think you would look really great in this doTERRA makeup, you know? Of course. So people on the internet, specifically Reddit, have started calling MLM people huns wow so i thought maybe that's what you were doing i mean i guess you would dial a number to get ripped off but we're saving you that's what everyone in the mlm thinks as well well i didn't know about this mlm connection i thought that's what you were doing did you listen to that show the dream that's a good one the podcast i did listen to that one yeah it was good good one what is that gimlet no I don't remember who it was. It was hosted by Jane Marie, and she did host a Gimlet podcast that we made with Tinder called DTR, which is also very good. But uh, The Dream is about MLMs, and it's fun. Yes. Well, it's scary. Yes. Check it out. MLMs are bad, and if you are in an MLM and you're a bug catcher... I might yuck that yum. Get out now. I don't think it's a yum. That's a... You need to get out. Just get out. out. We're saying this because we love you. Dial 911s. Get out now. You will not get the the Cadillac or whatever. No. So we start the journey by waking up in our Pokemon bodies and making best friends with our new best friend Pokemons. And then we are immediately thrown into a rescue. 
Yeah, we're in the middle of the woods. The tiny woods. Yes, the tiny woods. So everyone in this game is a Pokemon. Yeah. And all the Pokemon talk. <laughs> we... We should say they're all just Pokemon and they have little towns and they fucking like talk like a human and they refer to their offspring as children and like... Which is like their pre-evolutions. Yeah, their children are their pre-evolutions. So the Butterfree will call a Caterpie its baby. Yes, in a very like upsetting way. Disturbing. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. So you get a call from a Butterfree. You don't get a call. Butterfree shows up at your house because you have a house. You wake up in the woods. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And the Butterfree says, my Caterpie fell down a fissure. Can you go and help me get it? My baby Caterpie. <laughs> and you agree because you're an upstanding citizen and you know that you're in some kind of genie's curse and you need to prove your worth. So you go and you dive into the very first titular dungeon of the game, Tiny Woods. Yeah. And boy, was it tiny. Three floors. <laughs> Based on this mystery dungeon, I thought this game was going to be a cakewalk. So the way this game works is it's a procedurally generated map where you walk around like a maze, essentially. And within the maze are a bunch of wandering NPCs, which will approach you and fight you. You do your fights and you do your moves. And when you're done... You keep moving, there's item pickups, there's wonder tiles, and then yeah. the whole point is you're trying to find the stairs down to the next level, or stairs up to the next level. Yeah, and there's no tall grass or anything, it's just the Pokemon and the items are just exposed. Except for longer dungeons, which we found at the end of this, the Pokemon you're battling become more difficult. And they will be themed to the environment, so like Tiny Woods is a bunch of Wormpoles, Caterpies, like... Yep fucking you, you know the drill and then eventually you unlock the ability to to buy friend areas so that means that you have access to these like biomes essentially yeah while you're dungeoneering you will occasionally get the chance when you defeat a pokemon it will say this pokemon wants to join your team do you want them to join your team and you say yes and then you have to like beat the dungeon and when you get out this Pokemon will go to its, like, friend area biome. And you can go and recruit it. Because, like, the thing is, you can have a four-person team, but it's actually measured on points, where small, weak Pokemon are worth one point, and big, strong Pokemon are worth up to, like, I think four points. Wait, what? I didn't even know about this. Yeah, I had to look it up. Well, it's very hard to look anything up about this game. I know. Also. Because they had the Switch release recently, which has thrown the SEO totally off kilter. So, yeah, if you get, like, a big Hoss Pokemon, it's worth more points, and it's, like, essentially you and that Pokemon on your team. But if you have a lot of low basic Pokemon, you can have, like, up to four, because they're they're worth fewer points. Okay. It's very confusing, it's very weird, and, like, the biomes are not described very well, so it's just called, like, Fungus Cave. And it's like, okay, what Pokemon could possibly live in Fungus Cave? Yeah, one of them is like White Plains or something. Yeah. It's like uh, basically any Pokemon could live there. We're not there yet, but yeah, you you go into Tiny Woods. It's full of Pokemon. You battle them by mashing A or sometimes hitting B and then hitting A. <laughs> and then like... Well, you only have like Growl and Scratch at this point, so I just mashed A. Yeah. 
And we can't really even talk about the layout because, like, it's different for both of us and it's boring. Yeah. So that's it. So you you find the stairs and you go down and eventually you go down far enough that you find Caterpie and you rescue it and it warps out like Star Trek. The dialogue box will just say, you found Caterpie. It gained a magical power and then it warps out, beam me up, and then it will ask you, you've reached a destination point. Do you want to warp out? And in this case, you do. But sometimes you might want to say. So then here's the bulk of the story now. Because you warp back out and you find yourself in Pokemon Square. You live in a small house just to the west of Pokemon Square. To the west of your house is all these friend areas that you can go visit your new buds. To the south is like the mission area. Right. But then Pokemon Square itself is a little Pokemon city where everyone lives in little houses that look just like them for some reason. And their little houses are so cute. There's a few shops in Pokemon Square, including the Kecleon shop where you buy items. Although, like, you pick up a ton of items in the in the dungeons. So it's like, I haven't yet to find a real need for the Kecleon shop. The shop functions in the same way it will randomly have shit that you can access and there's two kecleons and then one of them will have tms and orbs yeah well should we talk about what your favorite item was okay sure our segment we have a temporary segment a new temporary segment for this interstitial called item finder item finder because there's a lot of weird items in this And a lot of them are not in the main games. It's mostly fruits and berries. And seeds. Yeah. The one that I liked was the blast seed. Okay. There was an innumerable number, for some reason, of items that you just hurl at Pokemon. Yeah. And blast seed is the only one that I actually found useful. There's like gravel rocks, which is redundant. I picked up maybe a thousand (laughs) gravel rocks. I hate those fucking things. So the point of gravel rocks is you can attack from afar. Like Safari Zone where you just hurl a rock. You can like kite, I think is what they call it in RPGs. Like you can like pull a Pokemon to you from a distance. Okay. If there's like two Pokemon near one another and you want to pull one away without engaging the other, you would throw a gravel rock at it. Okay. It's pointless. Yeah, I don't use this. Yeah. I like the Blast Seed. It's straightforward. You have to have a clear line. So if one of your ally Pokemon is in front of you, it will get hit. But the Blast Seed, you just hurl it, I think, like three squares, and it does like 20 or 30 damage, and it explodes the area of effect. Straight up, it was like one of the few things that I just fucking understood. Did you eat one? No. What happens if you eat it? You do like a fire breath in the tiles in front of you. Oh, and you can use it? Oh, that's cool. If your Pokemon eats one, it does like a blast of fire in the in the tiles, right? Like, I think maybe the three tiles right in front of it. Yeah, most of the items can be consumed by yourself and they will have some different effect because you have to as tanner mentioned earlier there are apples annoyingly you have to pay attention to like your hunger levels on top of it yeah so some of them like apples are specifically made to maintain the level of your belly being full yeah and others will be like it's a pekka berry and if you eat it then like you are cured of poison but then also part of your hunger is Restored. Which actually brings me to my favorite item. After one of the dungeons, you are awarded with the Pekka Scarf, which is a scarf made of Pekka berries, I think. Yeah. And what it does is it wards off poisoning. So Pekka berries, when you eat one, it cures poisoning. 
poisoning in this game is so fucking annoying. God, it's so overpowered. Especially if you don't have any P.E.K.K.A. berries, which, like, sometimes you often won't because, like, also, items don't stack in your inventory. No, it's insane. You only have 20 slots, and, like, if you need to bring four P.E.K.K.A. berries because you're going to face off against a million shroomishes, like... You get through them quickly, and then you are just like, and then once you're poisoned, you're just fucking poisoned, and you lose four hit points every, like, three steps, and it doesn't go away, and also, like, when you're walking, your hit points recover, but not very quickly, and, like, not quickly enough to overcome the poisoning, so it's like, the P.E.K.K.A. scarf was a godsend, because it was like, okay, I'm just immune to poisoning now, great. Yeah, and each Pokemon can hold an item like in the main games and Pekka Scarf is... I'll skip ahead a little bit. When my game took a turn was because I got killed in a dungeon, a later dungeon, and I was on an escort mission, which is where like you'll get random quests and you can like go to the dungeon and then you take a Pokemon to their friend or some shit. You can like revisit old dungeons to do like basic quests yeah and i had to take like a tie rogue to level six in mount steel which we'll get to and uh it got killed yeah and i was wearing the pekka scarf and then i like selected fucking wait for a rescue because i thought like oh maybe some another pokemon will rescue me because there's all these rescue teams running around and then you go to the main menu, and then it's like waiting for a friend to rescue you, which obviously I can't fucking do. It quick saves, so I lost that fucking Pekka scarf. It's the best item I had. It doesn't explain any of this shit either. And I lost all my other shit also, and now I'm broke. Every time you lose or every time you do that shit, it, it also erases all your items. So it's like if you load up with a bunch of items to go into a dungeon and die, you just lose all the fucking items. God. It sucks. This game sucks. <laughs> anyway pokemon square there's a few other shops there's felicity bank which is where persian lives i love the persian and persian collects your money and she guards it jealously yeah this is the only way to save money so even if you die as long as you've saved and you put it in the bank you don't lose it so i did have a lot of money okay i had like four thousand bucks pokies pokies they're called and the Persian, when she takes your money, goes, I will guard it jealously. And I love that. <laughs> I do like this Persian. I do like these NPCs a lot in Pokemon Square. The NPCs are great. Right next door to Persian, to Felicity Bank, is Wigglytuff's friend area shop. Yeah. So this is where you buy friend areas, which are just these biomes. And the whole point is, like, you need to buy the biomes. As far as I can tell, it's the only thing worth spending money on. The links are worth it. The links. The Gulp and Link shop. Oh, yeah. Links are pretty cool, too. But we'll get to that in a second. So, like, yeah, you buy these areas, and each area can house a number of different Pokemon. And then while you're di diving down in dungeons, you can, like, encounter these Pokemon. And every now and then, they'll be like, I want to join you if you have the appropriate friend area. So, you need to buy up all the friend areas in order to have, like, all the accommodations for the different Pokemon you'll encounter. For, like, recruiting them, yeah. Yeah, so this is just what I've been doing. I've just been spending all my money on Weekly Tough's friend area shop. Yeah. East of that is the the main attraction in this game, Pelipper's Post Office. Wow. And the bulletin board up front. Yeah, it's like in an RPG where it just has all the wanted, like, bounties or whatever. Yep. I gotta say, this Pelipper Post Office is pretty cool. It's cool. It just looks like a Pelipper and it's got like plants growing on it 
and the pelipers like come out of the open mouth of yeah, it. Yeah, the mouth is like held open with a stick. The pelipper sprites pretty sweet, and I've been having a little bit of a crisis in terms of how cute all the pelipper are in this. Yeah, this game does pelipper right. Yeah. It looks fun and, and festive and fun, and I like it. Yeah, and the Pelippers are all like the post postal employees. Yeah. You have a mailbox in front of your own little house, and the Pelippers, hopefully every morning, but occasionally not, will deliver new bounties to you. Yep. Back in the main square, there's a couple other shops. My favorite shop is Kangaskhan Storage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a little house that looks like Kangaskhan, and at the desk in front of it is a Kangaskhan, and this Kangaskhan is so friendly and so lovely. She's so nice. She's so affectionate. She calls you, like, sweetie and, like, shug. <laughs> yeah, she'll always be like, oh, yeah, I got, oh, I'll, I'll put that wherever you want, sweetie. I got that. Yeah, she's so nice. I like her so Thanks, much. Thanks, sweetie. And she's one of the only, like. Like, I got room for that, honey. Don't worry about it. She's the most useful NPC in this square because, like, you gather all the shit on the in the dungeons, and then you can just come and dump it with her. You know, like, and her item storage will stack. Yeah, and her item storage will stack. So, like, thank God. I went at one point and went, went and looked, and I had like, I think close to two hundred gravel rocks. I did, and I sold them when I was in my darkest hour. She's great. I love Kangaskhan, and then across the way from Kangaskhan is Gulpin, and Gulpin's still gross looks bad (laughs) yeah they didn't do it any justice but it's got a useful shop where you can spend money to link moves so in your moves menu you can set it so that when you choose to use one move it will actually then use another move as well which is very cool and honestly i kind of think something that they could incorporate as like a mechanic into the main games in a very interesting way it is interesting where it's like do two moves for the price of one it would speed up gameplay too so like i i connected my growl to scratch so that when i was i did that too when i attacked with growl it would lower the defense and then scratch them growl lowers attack whichever one lowers defense i don't remember but like leer it was cool oh you had leer and it like it worked and i liked it it's like a it's like a neat mechanic linking moves that part is good that would be so cool to incorporate into the regular games like the the amount of like weird like meta gaming that happens like it'd be cool to like do a whatever and then a whatever like you were trying to do that shit with me last week where it's like sunny day and then blank solar beam you know yeah imagine doing that as one move would be fucking devastating yeah it would be cool to have like a limited amount of ability slots to like pull that off. Yeah. Maybe you do it once per battle, you know, like double move. Yeah. Anyway, that's a free idea for you. Pokemon Company, Game Freak. So then after you've done all the exploring of Pokemon Square and then you, you've formed a mystery team, a dungeon uh, rescue team. Um, I, ch- I, had, I had a few words from the title to choose from there and I chose wrong. <laughs> three times in a row but you choose a rescue team with your partner and you go diving into thunderwave cave because you've heard that there are two magnemites here who have attempted to combine into a magneton but failed because they didn't have a third magneton so now you need to go save them and separate them yeah this dungeon is the second dungeon and it's six levels deep so twice as long as the last one 
still very easy. There's no final boss. There's no nothing. Like, you just go and you do it. I died in here <laughs> three times for some reason. <laughs> Josh, this is the easy one. It's still like a tutorial level. This is what taught me my lesson. I was hardened after this, but I don't even remember why. I mean, I think I didn't know that you could use the specific move. And like, once I figured out that I could make Charmander use Ember, then it was a cakewalk because it's like Ember, all these fucking Magnemites and shit. Yeah. And then at the end, you learn about acquiring new Pokemon to your team, which is one of the main mechanics of the game. So Magnemite joins your team. I now have Magnemite on my team. Its name is Andrea because... oh. Andrea's canon. Andrea's canon. So they refer to themselves as friends a lot. Like there's the friends areas and they're joining your teams as friends and you go visit your friends. So I've decided to name all of my Pokemon after real life friends of mine. That's cute. And Andrea is a friend of mine and Josh's. So I, I acquired Andrea the Magnemite. That's fun. Did you get Magnemite? I acquired Merendithos <laughs> the Magnemite. <laughs> fantasy name dungeon it's like a wizard dungeons and dragons. Yeah. yeah dungeons and dragons name. got it i actually love the magnemite i think it's pretty fucking good. it is cool the thundershock does like 20 something damage it's got every time it levels up it gets like five hit points yeah i like the magnemite a lot too i have one other pokemon that i acquired later oh. i guess i'll just say it it's john my geodude oh and our friend john our friend john yeah his canon in this podcast as well John, Geodude isn't very useful, and I'm not bringing him on a lot of expeditions. Mostly what he does is mud sport inappropriately at bad times. <laughs> like, I'll just be... That is not useful in this game. I'll be walking along, and all of a sudden, like, my <laughs> progress will be halted because John starts doing mud sport for no reason. And it's like, bud, stop. And he'll just keep doing it. He'll do it, like, eight times. That's just like John in real life. It's like, just stop doing mud sport. <laughs> You're like gearing up for a fight that's not happening. <laughs> so I I bring Andrea on a lot more missions than I bring John on. I always bring Morendithos. So then once we're done with Thunderwave Cave, it's on to the next mission. There's a thing between missions where you can go to Pelopro Post Office and look at the bulletin board and get like submissions, side quests. Yeah. Where like you go back to a mission, uh, back to a dungeon you've already been in and can like go and rescue a new pokemon or go and like bring an item to a pokemon or go and like escort a pokemon to a place within the cavern you know yeah and it's like good for leveling i guess but like and it raises up your rank uh which is the other thing that you have to pay attention to because there are like roving rescue teams and they're all like competitive you meet them we're about to meet one and uh the rank confers something so the more like side quests you do, you also get like points to your rank. Okay. So let's talk about it. Rank check. Rank check. It's our new segment for the center <laughs> special. What's your rank? My rank is not very good. Uh oh. I don't like this game and I don't like playing it and I don't enjoy it. So Well, I don't either. I'm playing it as little as possible and my rank is one hundred and ten points. Pathetic. Bronze rank. Sad. Yeah. What's yours? I mean, I've gotten killed a bunch of times and I still have bronze rank a hundred and thirty five points. I feel like you've probably done a few more of those side quests than I have. Well, I had to because after I lost all of my shit, I'm like rebuilding my entire like repertoire. 
So I've had to do a bunch of like stupid escort missions, which is what got me killed in the first place. I can't fucking stomach them. I just think they're so boring. Everything looks the same. You don't even like. I it's just, a bad game, but it's it. very. Can I talk about how hard it is to catch Pokemon? Yeah. Like, what's the mechanic here? I want something else. I want something else. Yeah. To get me through Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team. It's a bad game. The next place you go is Mount Steel. Yeah. And you get hit up by a Doug Trio that causes an earthquake at your house and wakes you up when you're sleeping. Yep. And the Doug Trio's like, hey, my kid, Diglett, got <laughs> snatched away by a Skarmory. And the Skarmory flew away to the aptly named Mount Steel. Yep. And in this place, there are Aerons, Aerons. There are Metachams. There's Metatites. There's yep. Geodudes. So you got John here, presumably. Yep. I caught an Aaron, which I think is just randomly triggered. Your main team leader... So in my case, Charmander. Well, you have to have his. You have to have his habitat. I did have his habitat. Okay. My team leader, Charmander, fainted him, and then he wanted to join my team. Yep. And then in the dungeon, he got killed. He's a sub because you can't control him. He just like wandered off to like the end of the group, and then a fucking like Tyrogue or some shit like kicked him. You can control and him. And he died. You didn't control him. You can control no, him. No, I did. I told him to stay near my group and he still got picked off by a Tyrogue. Yeah. And his name was Adolamine Aaron R.I.P. Never made it out of the fucking dungeon. <laughs> yeah. So I only have three. I only have three. And they were all handed to me. That's the mechanic is you need to when you recruit. I, I lost a couple of um, shroomishes this way. God, I wanted an Aaron so badly. When you when one of these like subs asked when you dominate them and they asked to join your team because they're like simps. You're like, sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's not get too red pill in here. So they join your team, but they have to survive the encounter. They have to get to the end of the gym. And they're a weakling. And they're usually a weakling, yeah. So It was level six, and it just got picked off. Yeah. Did you figure this out? Is it just totally random? It seems completely random. As long as your team leader is the one that faints it, yeah. there's no way to trigger it. God, I hate this fucking game. It's a bad game. Okay. <laughs> So, so yeah, you, the, you got to rescue a Diglett, and it's at the top of this Mount Steel. Yeah, so this is one of the dungeons where you go up. So you go up, and... It's nine floors. This is like the first gym that's a real challenge. It's nine floors, and the Pokemon are a lot harder. It's a nightmare. And it ends with a boss fight, which I think, from here on out, Joshua, this is what we're facing. At every, the end of every dungeon there's a boss fight yeah and this boss fight was skarmory who was challenging i had i had magnemite with me and pikachu so they both just did a bunch of like electric moves yeah did they kill it yeah okay i mean it was still like a challenge but yeah i feel like they did a pretty good job against it i did die at some point in this fucking thing i mean obviously the Aaron as well yeah but skarmory i i killed because i had ember so super effective. And then you rescue Diglett, and there's a whole bunch of back and forth about whether or not wow. Diglett has legs, which is very there's confusing. A really weird scene. The Diglett is like over a chasm. Yeah. And you're like, well, we don't know how to get it. The Magnemite comes up. The Magnemites come up, 
and they float over and they pick it up. They pick it up and then if the screen blanks before you can see it come up and then when the screen comes back up it's like did you see its feet? It's very meta. And it's like why? It's like a 3 minute dialogue sequence where they're just talking about the Diglett's feet. It's like shut up pervert. The Diglett goes, "My feet feel like they're still walking on air." And then everyone is like feet? <laughs> like what do you mean feet? I read it as creepier like oh, feet. <laughs> Everyone is interested, and they're interested in different ways about the feet. Yeah. You don't get a clear picture of these. It's funny in one way that it's like, okay, so Pokemon Company realizes it's absurd with the Stiglitz situation. Yeah. But we don't get an answer other than that, you know, the rescue team is, of course, fetishist. Yeah. So then it asks you to sleep after every mission. Always sleep. Yep. You wake up the next morning. You go into Pokemon Square. It turns out you're just one of many <laughs> rescue teams. And there's a yeah. there's a rescue team who's just in it for the money, and they're led by Shiftry. The Shiftry and Nuzleafs. So, like, there's a Jumpluff, and the Jumpluff is like, help, one of my fellow Jumpluffs got caught in a tree, and I need a Pokemon rescue team to come help them. And Shiftry is like, my Pokemon team will help you for the right price. And then... The Noble Good Pokemon team, which is Charizard, Tyranitar, and Alakazam, comes and they're like... I don't know what their name was. Shiftry, you're being bad. You need to be good and, and helpful. And they're like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And they like slink off. And then watching from the trees is a fourth Pokemon rescue team, which is the Meanies. <laughs> Just Team Meanie. <laughs> <laughs> which is Gengar, Ekans, and Metacham, except it's like a shiny Metacham. Yeah, I think so. And they're bad, and they just want to... They're very bad. They just want world domination. They somehow are using like being a rescue team as a means for world domination, and it's pretty unclear uh, how that would happen. Everyone they rescue is compelled to join their team. So that leads to the next dungeon, which is Sinister Woods, a Caterpie, a different Caterpie, or maybe it's the same one who fucking knows, shows up at your house. And they're like, now my son, Metapod, has gone missing. No, it's the friend. The Metapod's the friend of the Caterpie, and they were playing in the woods. Oh, okay. <laughs> How could a Caterpie's son be a Metapod? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. So, this is probably where the fur oh, affinity the, like, community really took off. The story in this game was, is so it's bad. Like, it's fucked up. So this Caterpie approaches you, and God. they're like, my friend Metapie got lost in the sinister woods. <laughs> Metapod. What did I say? Metapie. <laughs> my friend Metapod got, got lost in the sinister woods while we were playing. Can you go and help him? Yeah. And Team Meanies has been listening, and Team Meanies is like, we're going to beat you to it and we're gonna go find metapod and we're gonna rescue it before you and caterpie's gonna get need to give us a big reward and metapod's gonna need to join our team yeah they're trying to extort this caterpie so you go into sinister woods which is the worst dungeon so far fuck this fucking dungeon i hate it it was 13 levels deep which is like yeah such a long dungeon they all look the same and it sucks god the first time i didn't bring any apples because i was being an idiot and i <laughs> died from hunger oh i bought some big apples <laughs> you died from hunger 
and I had to Jesus go out Christ. and like load up and then go back down. That's the one thing I haven't died from. And then there's shroomishes everywhere, and they just keep poisoning yeah. you. So you have to have like a shitload and of pickaberries on you too. The Kecleon shop doesn't always have the same items, so you can't be like, oh, like I know I'm going into the woods and I'm gonna need a bunch of like poison cures. You show up, they might have just oran berries and fucking apples yeah and that's it it sucks and then so here's the thing that happened to me in sinister woods is i got all the way down to the 13th level the final level of the thing and i was a cutscene, and i'm just about to rescue metapod and then the meanies attack and the meanies are like let's fight and it's like <laughs> yeah okay fine and it's th- the three of them facing off against the three of us which was meowth pikachu and magnemite I took one step forward and took a swing at Gengar, and Gengar immediately put me to sleep, and then Gengar, Ekans, and Metachamp all teamed up on me and killed me in four moves. <laughs> they just, like, wa- like wailed on me until I was dead, <laughs> oh and then God. I blacked out and woke up, and like, and, like, you go outside, and Pikachu's like, well, we really fucked that up. <laughs> But it's a new day. Let's go try again. And I had to do the whole fucking dungeon over again. <laughs> From the very beginning. Level one. Yeah. Sinister Wood sucks. <laughs> so I started the whole fucking thing over again and did the whole thing over again and then got down there and was like, I'm not fucking facing these assholes and just ran away from the fight and let Pikachu and Magnemite do all the fighting. I like flanked them. I like came around the back and like started wailing on Ekans from the back. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, there's some maneuvering and strategy to it. I... I mean, of course, I died at some point in this fucking thing, but I did, once I made it to the top, or the bottom, or whatever, I did kill them on my first try. I did the double blast seed, because you start off, like, a few tiles away, yeah, proper, like, 19th century combat style, and then I just flung two blast seeds at them, and so they already took, like, heavy hits, and then we just, we mopped them. Yeah, I mean, the second fight went fine, but, like, that first fight, it was just like, Gengar immediately put me to sleep. And then all three of them were just like, okay, well, this asshole's asleep. Let's just all attack him. (laughs) God, it sucked, and I hate this game, and it's such a bad game. I feel broken. I feel like a broken man by this game. But we're going to keep playing. We're going to keep playing for you, bug catchers. We're professionals. We're going to play through the main story of this game, which is the first 14 dungeons. So we revised it because we can't live like this. We did four dungeons today. We're going to do four next week. We're going to do three the following week and three the week after that. But don't play this game. Don't play along. (laughs) If it's not too late, just don't cancel your ebay order like (laughs) just listen to us play it and listen to us be miserable for the next four weeks (laughs) we promise it won't be like sad miserable we promise it'll be fun miserable but like yeah i'm having a laugh in my misery this game is this game is really really weird and and (laughs) not fun but we're gonna get through it and this this will be the interstitial and then we'll get back to fire Fire red red and and leaf green. green yeah so that was the first four dungeons of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Red Rescue Team. Wow. Next week, Joshua, we will be facing off the next four dungeons, starting with Silent Chasm. Oh, my God. And ending with Lapis Cave, in case you, for some reason, bug catchers are deciding to play along. <laughs> Good luck. God bless you. <laughs> 
Joshua. Arceus, bless you. Arceus, bless you. Joshua, my name this week has been Chikoritan, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. Your name has been Matt Chosh, a.k.a. Joshua Fialstad. This has been Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It actually is very important that you do that. I know we say it every week. We could use some new reviews and five star ratings we could use some positive reviews and ratings it really does help uh us rise through the ranks of the apple podcast algorithm we're close to breaking 200 reviews it's pretty good that sounds fun yeah follow us wherever you follow podcasts spotify stitcher wherever pocket casts all that kind of stuff overcast overcast we're not going to name all of them and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at exp share pod. Check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. And if you want a sticker, shoot us a, shoot us a DM with your address. We probably still got some. Yeah, we still got some. Joshua, goodbye. Yes. Good. Bye. And smell you later.